Hello, ghouls and gals, and welcome back to another episode of The Spooktacular Now. I'm Kenzie, here with Nikki and Denise. Here on the show, we like to talk about our favorite weird and scary things, but on today's episode, we are taking a look at our fears, more specifically, our irrational fears. Quick little disclaimer slash content warning. I know even mentioning these certain fears or phobias can be a little triggering for people who do suffer from them. So listen at your own discretion, please, because we will kind of go into a little more depth with some of them. Also, uh, we'd just like to say if you would like to support the show, you can follow us on our social medias at The Spooktacular Now on Instagram or Spooktacular Now on Twitter. You can also give us a shout at spooktacularnowpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to write to us, say hey, tell us where you're from, and uh, tell us what you think of the show. We'd love to hear from you. So what is an irrational fear? A fear is considered irrational when the feeling of fear is out of proportion to a situation. For example, someone may be intensely afraid of public speaking, and yet such a situation poses no immediate threat to your health or life. Unless, of course, you are the target of an assassination attempt, or someone has a strong desire to throw their shoe at you mid-speech. Oh boy. (laughs) I hate when that happens. Irrational fears may also arise from imagined future scenarios that may or may not even happen, which um, I'm definitely guilty of doing. Isn't that called anxiety? Uh, it's called anxiety. Oh, mm-hmm. but like specifically when you think of uh, like imaginary situations, isn't that called like maladaptive daydreaming? Yeah. And it can like sometimes it gets so bad for people that it like alters their thinking. Yeah, it can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just... People like to throw that word. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, And maladaptive daydreaming is also, you can be so caught off in thinking about an imagined reality Mm. that you're kind of connected from, you know, the real reality. You mean disconnected? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Scratch that. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Yeah. Okay. So. So, yeah. So, as I was, sorry. So, maladaptive daydreaming is also when you find yourself distracted and thinking of other things so much to the point that you are almost like disconnected from real actual reality. Uh, okay. So it becomes maladaptive if you're, you know. Yeah. It's almost like you're almost like you're dissociating. Not Got quite it. the same okay. thing, but you know. Okay. So yeah. Well, I, yeah, I definitely, you know, from the anxiety standpoint, definitely, mm-hmm. you know, you just imagine a million things all at once and yeah, definitely suffer from that. So that's uh it's not fun. It's I'll genetic. Tell you that. I'm sorry. I gave you those genes. <laughs> so, I gave those genes thanks. to all of my children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One might go out of their way to avoid the possibility of a dreaded scenario occurring, which could result in unusual or extreme behavior. Common types of irrational fears include, as I mentioned, public speaking, dating or social socializing with new people, going to parties, making small talk, being on airplanes, heights, etc. And I think... A lot of these fears are justifiable, especially when you think about all the things that can go wrong when you're flying on an airplane. You know, I think mm-hmm. fear is pretty common for a lot of us for that type of stuff. I, I try not to think about the fact that I'm on an airplane when I'm on one, right. you know, you're just in this like long metal tube. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think I think one thing, too, especially flying in airplanes is if you do it a lot, you know, you're not as anxious. That's true. And like exposure and therapy. if you yeah. if you do it once every few years, yeah, you're going to be wanting a martini before you get on that plane. <laughs> it's going to be me. Yeah. Or give I, me give me five martinis. I don't have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I am in that situation because next month I am going on an airplane, and I haven't been on an airplane in years. Mm-hmm. Years. And again, if you flew all the time, you wouldn't think anything of right, it. Right. Right. Yeah. You may need, you don't drink though, so we're going to have to, we'll figure something out. Yeah. An ambient? <laughs> no, not during the day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sleepwalking, trying to fly the plane. <laughs> Can never go on airplanes again. Is that, that's not the drug I'm thinking, thinking of. Adamant. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've seen people take that before they go on airplanes oh, yeah. and they're just like, 
Yeah, that's that'd a, be a good yeah. Yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Um, when was the last time you flew on an airplane? It would have been. That's not when we went down to Florida, was it? And I was really little and I was like freaked out. And that was my first time being on a plane. That, no, that was when we went to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought that was no, Florida. No, last time would have been um, for my 30th birthday when I went to New York City. We're not doing the math, but let's just say it was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dang. That- I know. It's the last time I was on an airplane. Whoa. You know what? That might have been my last time, too. Wow. So that It'll be like you're flying on an airplane for the first time all over and, again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll never forget the first time I flew on an airplane. I was one of those propeller planes. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, no. Really? <laughs> it's like super rickety. Jumper from Detroit yeah. to Toronto. Oh. <laughs> Why did it have to be this plane? How many people were on it? Mm, probably held, like... 20 people. Oh, no thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little regional jet or something. <laughs> I think the, the bigger, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. And when it would turn, it was like the whole thing was on its side. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like gripping the things. <laughs> this really nice girl sitting next to me goes, it's okay, we're just turning. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, get together a little bit. Right. <laughs> like, seriously, this is the first time I've ever been on an airplane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, no, yeah, I remember I, well, I mean, obviously it was a traumatic experience for me. So I remember Hmm. how, God, how old was I? I was You're probably eight, seven or eight. I remember. We went to visit Annie. I remember freaking out. Yeah, I almost thought we were going to have to leave, get off the airplane. Oh. Do you remember being on the plane freaking out though? Yeah. That makes me feel like a terrible mother. Oh, I feel like (laughs) that's a shared experience for a lot of kids. Yeah. First time scary stuff like that. But and I remember how excited you were when we landed. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> you've never been more relieved of anything in your life. <laughs> Thank God. Once we were up in the sweet, air, though, you were sweet okay. Ground. Yeah. <laughs> and then how are you knowing that you had to get on that plane again in a few days to go home? Honestly, I don't have memories of coming home that situation. So yeah. I must have been okay by that yeah. point. Yeah. But definitely the first time. De- definitely. Yeah. Um doing something for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of fears there in mm-hmm. anything, really, mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. yeah, that's true. As an introvert, I find myself often fearing being around new people, you know, being in an unfamiliar social situation. So avoid. Yes. Like small talk. Uh, you know, Denise, I'd say you're definitely more of the extrovert variety. Oh. You yeah, can you make definitely you can talk to anybody. <laughs> yes. And for for example, we were waiting earlier. <laughs> And Kenzie goes, where's Hama? And I said, she's at the gas or at the car place talking to Ricky. (laughs) Hama and Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) But like where I, if there's an option at the store or a store to do a self-checkout, I don't care how long that line is. I will stand there and do it myself so I don't have to make weird eye contact and awkward small talk with the cashier and the regular lanes because i i can't stand it i'm just like i don't want anybody to perceive me Mm -hmm. don't look at me i'm just getting my groceries leave me alone i yeah i just i dread it every time i go out now would you consider that a phobia or a fear or just something that makes you anxious an irrational fear yeah um it does give me a little anxiety but it's not to the point where i have a phobia of it that i go out of my way to like avoid the store altogether Mm I can, you know, brave those types of situations, but it's like I want to get out of them as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. That's when you need to use the pickup service. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing. But they it never, was created for introverts. Yeah, but they never pick out good produce. Um, I always yeah. get produce the old moldy yeah. bruised produce yeah. every time yeah. I do that. So you I feel like I got to go in and... Do you think you've always been an introvert, even as a little girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so do you think we're born with fears and phobias, certain fears and I phobias? I think you, your temperament has a lot to do with it. And often the temperament you get is kind of like you're born with it. You know, like yeah. you're going to have be more likely to have this type of personality over this type of personality. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, nature and nurture plays a little bit into it, but I can definitely see being more predisposed to be anxious, an anxious person, you know? genetic it's very genetic component genetic yeah. yeah 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 i do kind of feel like i've always been this way ever since i was little i mean 
you know, when you're a kid and you're in school, it's super easy to make friends. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of my long-term friends that I've known since grade school, you just I went up to them and were like, do you want to be friends? And they're like, yeah. You're like, great. <laughs> so and I've, I've been friends with them for 20 plus years now. That's right. Um, but, you know, now as an, uh, a very much introverted adult, trying to make new friends is very difficult for me because it's hard to like put myself out there like even in like a new work situation i i see these people every day and i talk to them and i'm friendly with them but i don't like to like it's it feels harder to be myself because i don't know if this person is like weird or if they're gonna judge me for who i am Mm -hmm. so i tend to like keep to myself more it takes me a long time to open up to new people Mm -hmm. so yeah same (sighs) oh the joys of being an adult uh so you know we mentioned kind of irrational fears versus phobias so if you have an extreme irrational fear it can lead to you developing a specific phobia johns hopkins defines a phobia as an uncontrollable irrational and lasting fear of a certain object situation or activity similar to an irrational fear but usually more intense and focused on something specific rather than generalized Common responses to phobias include anxiety, panic attacks, nausea, trouble breathing, and even fainting. Specific phobias are one of the most common anxiety disorders in the United States, affecting about 19 million adults. And that statistic was according to the definition that I found on John Hopkins' website. John Hopkins? John Johns Hopkins. Hopkins. (sighs) Why do I have to put an S after John? It feels like it should be a normal person's name, but it's not. <laughs> John Hopkins. So if you think you're alone in one of your weird specific phobias, chances are there are many others out there who also share your dread. So I thought I would make this a little fun game for you guys. I'm going to read the name for the phobia and you two can take a guess at what you think it is. Oh, oh, oh man. I should I'll know be... all these, but I'm going to fail them hardcore. Oh, I, and I won't, I won't remember, but... Let's give it a try. Yeah. Okay. Nyctophobia. Nyctophobia. That is a fear of cutting yourself shaving. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I like uh, I like your way of thinking. Yeah, I agree with her. I think that I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the fear of the dark. Oh, which is very common in children and adults. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Nykt is that like a? Nycto is they're all Greek. Derivative. Oh, I was gonna say because so, yeah. that was like knocked, like knocked. Oh no, which oh, is knocked, right? In German, yeah, knocked. but yes, I mean, so it's knocked. Probably long derived from Greek in yeah. some way. Yeah. So, yeah, See how they're related. Coolrophobia. 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 C o u l r o phobia. Coolrophobia. Fear of losing your hair i got one it's the fear of having to walk by the cool table in the lunchroom (laughs) (laughs) cool row phobia (laughs) not quite it is the fear of clowns oh oh that's a common one i think Uh, it comes from the greek word cool row meaning stilt walkers yeah yeah uh so there haven't been many studies done but some experts believe one in ten adults may have this phobia and women and girls are more likely to develop it. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, was it like 2017, 2018? It was a few years ago where there was this like trend of people dressing up as scary clowns and just yes. like standing around at night. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of them got their butts beat. Probably. By people who were just like so yeah. annoyed yeah. that they were doing that. I, you don't yeah. want to do yeah. that in Texas. No. For a little <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, there Ooh. was a time where I'd be driving at night so afraid that I would come across one of those weirdos. Whoa. Yeah. That is an irrational fear right there. Yeah. And that wasn't local. That was it was kind of everywhere. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would scare me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got another one? I do have a couple more. Thalassophobia. Oh, I've heard of thalassophobia. I definitely have it. Oh. Well, in a certain way. Uh, fear of centipedes. No. Thalassophobia, fear of social crowds. No. It is fear of deep bodies of water, such as pools, seas, oh, and the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Oh. 
Yeah. Like being like swimming over a dark water like open that water. is like deep, deep, deep. Yeah. 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 That's that kind of scares the ways me to that think about it. I mean, I've never done yeah. it, but that scares me to think about it. Yeah. Um, some experts theorize that this fear is primal and stems from our evolutionary need to rely on our eyesight to hunt, gather, and navigate our environment. Not knowing what's in the deep or yeah. not being able to see down below can trigger a fear response, reminding us to avoid such a place. Mm. Our reptilian So brain. that's kind of a natural fear. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have this phobia to an extent, mostly in regards to deep pools. I don't oh, like, like swimming, swimming in them. Yeah. Oh. Like... You want Even to be able to touch the bottom? Clear? Like, I don't like that I can like I can see how deep it is. Mm. If it's a very, very deep pool, I don't like that I can see the bottom. Interesting. Yeah. It's like as you, you have thoughts of getting stuck down there? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> as a child, I would be afraid of getting sucked up into the filter at the very bottom. Oh, well, hey, that or can be sinking, a real thing. Or sinking to the bottom and being able to come back up. Yeah. That's what I was afraid of as a kid. And it kind of carried over into like my teen years. Um, when I was in high school, I was on the swim team. And, you know, for diving purposes, like when you dive into the water at the start of your event, they're on the deeper side just so you don't like bump your right. head and your hands and stuff. Um, but most of the pools were maybe seven or eight feet deep. They weren't like super duper deep. Yeah. So I wasn't ever afraid of like those. But one of our swim meets we had was at a local university and they've got Olympic sized swimming pools. They're super big and they're very, very deep at one end because they have the high dives. That's right. So they have to be even deeper. And this particular pool that we were in, well, one, they kept it like freezing Mm. for some reason. So like when you when you jump in, you're just hit with this like like ice cold feeling. Mm. And I don't know, I guess the idea was that if you're cold, you'll swim faster because you want to get out. But <laughs> that just kind of made my muscles lock up and I didn't like it. So Sounds it, awful. yeah, it was terrible. But also, I remember the tiles being like really dark. Oh, geez. So the water itself was kind of dark and you couldn't really see the bottom because it was so deep. So that's like what kind of freaked me out. And I remember I was doing, I think it was like the 100 freestyle, which is what I usually swam. So that's down and back uh, twice. I jump in and I immediately have this like panic attack mid swim because I just look down and all I can see is like blackness. (laughs) And I was like freaking out. And I... (sighs) I mean, I think I ended up being disqualified from the uh, you- the heat because I wasn't swimming correctly. Aww. I didn't do a, a flip turn where you like do a somersault and then you turn mm-hmm. mid and then you push off and that's how you start the, you know, the next part of your lap. And I just, I did like a touch turn, which they'll count it if you do it correctly. But I was already like in panic mode that I don't think I did Aww. it correctly. <laughs> so by the time I got down after my first lap i kind of stopped and i wanted to get out and i remember the lady telling me like keep going what are you doing and i was like freaking out and i was like very obviously freaking out but she made me finish the last lap oh and i just kind of like swam down as quickly as i could and i oh that was like the worst experience i've ever had Aww. i'm this like is i the never first time i'm here really about yeah it was my first year swimming i'm like Aww. i never want to do this Aww. ever again <laughs> and then the next year after that i remember we were supposed to go swim at that pool again for another meet but it got changed to somewhere else and i was like thank god mm, i did, good. did not want to swim in that pool again it was wow it was not fun mm. so yeah i so I that's think, a phobia the last yeah phobia. yep but i'm not afraid of the ocean weirdly enough mm. no way just pools you would not be afraid if you were in a boat out in the middle of the ocean and getting in the water that wouldn't bother you uh, maybe not. I'm not so much afraid of like the ocean itself because I I understand that it's going to be vast and empty and deep. But like for some reason, it's just the pools that freak me out. Mm. So yeah, I don't know why. Mm. But yeah. I, so in, t- in that way, I guess I have the last phobia. Uh, the next one is agoraphobia. Oh, that's like fear of going outside 
um, open spaces. Yeah. You like want to stay inside social? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. It Technically, it's the fear of being unable to escape an overwhelming or embarrassing situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you mentioned, people mm-hmm. being afraid of going outside. A lot of times people hear agoraphobia and think of like, oh, people who are shut in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's not necessarily the case. Oh. They aren't so much afraid of being outside. They're afraid of encountering something that they won't be able to escape from. So a lot of times they might limit their exposure to outside because mm. that's more likely where they might run into a situation or they'll be overwhelmed by everything out there. So sometimes they might tend to be more shut in like, but mm. that isn't always the case. Mm. Uh, which I learned, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting because I just thought it was just people that didn't want to go outside. Yeah. Um, Agoraphobics might limit their time outside because they could be afraid of just large open spaces or crowds and public transportation because, you know, they're enclosed. Mm -hmm. If something were to happen, it might be tough for them to get away. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Zombie apocalypse. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What if the zombies get inside and you can't get away? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, trypophobia. Trypophobia? Isn't that holes? Yes. Oh. Um, so Bunch it, of holes close together. Yes. It is uh, the disgust or aversion to clusters or patterns of small holes or bumps. Um, so it's not necessarily a fear, but you have like a physical disgusting, disgusted reaction to seeing them um what's an example of that you know like those pods lotus seed pods yeah like you'd see them like on the water yeah and it's like it got a big bulb head and it's got all these holes in it big holes yeah that's where the seeds sit in yeah but you take those seeds out and you've got all these holes clustered together some people are afraid of seeing holes together like that yeah no way yeah like or um, like honeycombs because of the patterns repeating and even sponges because of all the holes in the sponges oh my gosh i've never heard of that yeah well i mean there's a lot of well what are there how many phobias are there like over a thousand or there's a lot every day yeah i did read something that said over 400 but i thought that seems kind of low but maybe 400 that are like recognized like for treatment or that have right. been like okay. recorded, yeah. yeah. But probably I mean, the top four hundred. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, this next one, I'm gonna try and pronounce this correctly. Bear with me. Hippopotamonstrosmonstrosequipedilipliophobia. I'm I did not say that. I'm right. sure you're very close. <laughs> I don't know. I heard many root words Hip- in there. Yeah, yeah. hippo. Hippo. Poto monstrous esquipedipedaliophobia. <laughs> A fear of not being able to pronounce words. <laughs> no. Ironically enough, it is the fear of long words. Oh, oh uh-huh. my gosh. Of course. Yeah. Funny. So you can't even say the word of what you're afraid of because you'll be afraid to say it because it's so long. Wow. 18 letters. That's just that's, that's a sick exce- joke. That's excessive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody did that on purpose. Yeah, seriously. that is not in the <laughs> top four. Like, <laughs> no. They got a good laugh out of that one. <laughs> um, this one probably a more recent development. Uh, nomophobia, N O M O phobia. More recent development, like within recent human history. Um, a fear of being in a place with. People with guns? I don't know. I was going to say nomophobia. Uh, a fear of no longer having a phobia. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> nomophobia. <laughs> oh, man. Please say that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> it's the fear of being without a smartphone. Oh, wow. yeah. You know, I could see that. It's yeah. like see... when you leave it at home, it's like you left a body part at home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel so disconnected from the world. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this one, I hope you guys get phobophobia. A fear of having a phobia? Not quite. Close. 
Saphir of Fear itself. Oh. oh. Which is kind of silly, but I mean, you're, if you're like so nervous and afraid and anxious all the time, you're afraid of being afraid. I don't know how that works. I didn't really read much. Anymore, I definitely but. don't have phobophobia because... I love the feeling of being scared. It's <laughs> yeah, like, you it's like a do. Rush. Yeah, that's, that's why, why we're doing this podcast. Movies, haunted houses. And, yeah, that's right. That's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> um, and the last one that I've got for you is electrophobia. 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 A l e k t o r o phobia. A l e k. A l e k. I don't know. Don't know. It is the fear of chickens. Oh. <laughs> they are scary sometimes. Yeah, they're vicious. They'll come they'll right up and attack you and yeah, don't fall over. You're, they come at you with a of chickens. And Mrs. Twitty, the chickens are revolting. <laughs> Finally, something we agree on. <laughs> I love Best. that movie. No, me too. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're talking about Chicken Run. One of the greatest movies of all it time. Is. Yes. It is. I think that's where I get my dry sense of humor from. Yeah. I'd watch that all the time as a little kid. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then like watching it as an adult and seeing all like the witty jokes that I missed that yeah. kind of went over my head. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the revolting and she's like, finally, it's something we agree on. <laughs> he's talking about as an uprising. Yeah, revolt, they're rebelling. And she's talking about they're their disgusting. Their disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh when they're like doing roll call and the farmer woman is measuring the for the fattest chickens. Yeah. And she measures babs. Yeah. And then she faints and she was like, Oh, I seen me life flash before my eyes. It was really boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that's that to myself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna watch that now. Yeah, Definitely. I do too. So how are fears and phobias diagnosed and treated? Nikki, given that you are a uh, mental health care professional uh, and, you know, in your expertise, do you come across a lot of patients where you have to diagnose their fears or related issues? So working in the inpatient side, I wouldn't say we focus a lot on diagnosing particular phobias. Mm. That is absolutely something that you could work on in like therapy, you mm. know? That might be developed uh, long term. We would more be focused on um, like diagnosing generalized anxiety. Oh, okay. Which a phobia could absolutely be a part of that yeah. and play into that. Um, and then, you know, there's different degrees of anxiety. Mm-hmm. The more severe kind is when you have something called panic attacks. And a lot of times people think that they've had panic attacks where they think it's just getting really scared and feeling scared or really nervous about something, that is not a panic attack. And so oftentimes when I'm talking to patients and I'll say, um, you know, with your anxiety, have you ever had a panic attack? And I'll start to explain it a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Or some people will say, no, um, I don't know if I've ever had a panic attack. It's like you would know. Yeah. It is yeah. severe. Yeah. Well, I definitely had a panic attack after my experience in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was rough. So I, yeah, I can say I've experienced those before. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's not, it is, it's I bad. had one, yeah. irrational fears. I mean, I've had, I had a week where I had like a bunch of panic attacks. This was a long time ago. I was working on my undergrad and it was in a methods class one day. We were talking about when we go into the classroom and when we actually start working with students and teaching, I remember just sitting there and all of a sudden I started to feel like, Almost like my blood sugar was low. And at first, that's what I, I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe I had that donut for breakfast. I probably shouldn't have done that or whatever. But then I noticed it was it felt a little different. And I went and got a snack, sat back down in class, and it didn't really help. I just, it slowly kept getting worse and worse. Oh. And then I started to feel like, um, oh my, I'm like, I got this overwhelming sense of doom and like I was dying. And then it got really bad. And it was like I was... Oh. Uh, reality things around me seemed altered like oh. it it didn't seem like i was something had changed and almost like i had dissociated a little bit it was very bizarre oh my gosh. Do you remember you had to take me to the er that's right i was so panicked and you know they gave me out of and they helped me to calm yeah. down yeah but then the fear then becomes of 
not wanting to have another panic attack. Oh. You are so then hung up on it yeah. of not wanting to have one that your fear then becomes that. And it was, that was a rough Whoa. week. Well, yeah. sure. Especially if you're in a situation and you have the panic attack, then you're going to avoid that situation again, which always isn't good. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, you're training to be a teacher or a nurse or whatever yeah. uh, class it was. If you try, if you avoid places to do that, right. You miss out. Exactly. So I, you know, medication, Oh, medication, medication yeah. is a very powerful tool for panic attacks. Also, yeah. cognitive behavioral therapy is good for panic attacks. Mm-hmm. But um, that was just a one bad week. And knock on wood, I haven't had one since. Um, that was the worst, worst feeling ever in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. I think that's kind of what made me want to eventually go into mental health because I can relate on so many levels <laughs> right. to what people are experiencing. You can say you've been there, done that. Right. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, I've never experienced psychosis, which would be horrible, but... <laughs> Anxiety and panic attacks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, talk to me. We can talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. that's that's what a, a lot of the diagnosis that we would do is anxiety. And then yeah, it, as part of that, talking about things that would, would um, scare them. And basically, anxiety is it's having a fear of something that really is no, will cause no physical threat to you. Like right. it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So that's how I get through a lot of situations when yeah. I would rather avoid them. Like, okay. Are you going to die? No. Is this yeah. going to kill you? No. Just go do it. So that's yeah. how I make myself do yeah. it. That's, so that's a, a good same. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> and it's interesting. I'm sure when that was happening to you, your blood pressure probably was up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You heart. feel like you're dying. Oh, yeah. You think yeah. you are Everything, about to die. Yeah. Yes. It is the worst feeling. Aww. Yeah. I know. Hmm. Scary. Big hug. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, well, I feel like this next segment probably gonna elevate my heart rate a little uh i thought we would talk about some of our own personal irrational right. fears our uh, fears in general and where they might have come from um i think a lot of these probably stem from my childhood and maybe links to having more of like an introverted uh disposition mm-hmm. kind of wanting to be inside more mm-hmm. um so th- this one uh this is the only one that I came across that had like a name name or is like di- diagnosable as a phobia. Now I've never been formally diagnosed, but I definitely feel like I do have this mm-hmm. lepidopterophobia. That is the fear of butterflies. Yes, I fear of butterflies yeah. and moths. Um, which I learned apparently Nicole Kidman also suffers. And your brother. Yes, that's which true. one? Max. Max. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It's uh, every time I say that, people are like. Butterflies are fear butterflies. <laughs> they're freaky. They're so weird. The more I think about them, the more it freaks me out. And you know what else? Like, you know, I remember from like second grade, we were learning about the life cycle of butterflies and metamorphosis. And my teacher had the great idea to be like, what if we raised our own caterpillars and then we let them go and they transformed? And I wanted to distance myself so badly from the little cage <laughs> that they were in. I the could always monarchs. see them. Yes, they were monarch butterflies. And then after they transformed and they hatched out of their chrysalis, or chrysali, whatever the plural is for that, <laughs> I don't freaking know. Uh, but we took them outside uh, in the playground area. And there was like this long courtyard in between the two wings of the school. And I like purposely walked way slower than the rest of the class, <laughs> hoping that by the time I got to where they were, the butterflies would be gone and they would just release them and I could avoid them. Um yeah, ever, ever since I've been little. I mean, I definitely have a fear of, like, bugs and spiders in general. I feel yeah. like spiders I've gotten a lot better with as I've gotten older. Now I can just handle it on my own if there's a spider in the house and i got to kill it. See, that's an, another thing. Um, if you're in a situation where you're afraid of spiders, but then you, you're in an old house that seems to have a lot of spiders. Yes. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I used to be afraid of spiders, and we bought an old house that, you know, raised our family in. And you would see spiders all the time. Yeah. And suddenly I wasn't as afraid of them as, yeah. as I was. So yeah, facing we're those being fears. exposed to them. So mm, I don't think that works for everything. No. But um, I think it can work for spiders. Yeah. But um, I like, remember yeah. too when you're talking about being afraid of uh, butterflies, that time that we rented a cottage and um, you came and, and your mom, Nikki and Mackenzie were there. And you had to, Nikki had to work. So Mackenzie stayed with us at the cottage. 
and there were dragonflies there. Oh God, dragonflies! Yeah, and you stayed in the cottage the whole Damn, week. They're free. The whole you never came out unless we were getting in the car to go somewhere. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we had a lake right there that oh. you could swim. In. But you know, we we you I know, didn't force like you to them. do. I think it's I think a lot of it comes from the fact that they aren't so easily swatted away. They will just come and land on you and chill on mm. you for a while, mm-hmm. which I'm, you know, people who love nature, they're like, ah, yes, I'm the queen of the forest. I will let the butterflies and dragonflies <laughs> Mother on nature. Me. But I'm like, get them away. I don't, I mean, I don't want to harm them. I just don't want them like on me or mm-hmm. near me. And we have, we have a butterfly house at our local zoo. <laughs> you could not pay me enough money. To go in there, what walk is through. I would do a million dollars. I was just going to say a million dollars. No, I could not do it. I could a not do it. A million trillion I... dollars. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> the richest person in the world. Maybe if I had a couple shots first, but yeah. Oh, God. I could not do it. I hate, I hate butterflies. You know what else? All right. While we're on this subject, you know what else really freaks me out about them? What? The fact that, okay, so they're caterpillars and they just know to start making their little chrysalis thingies. And then as they're transforming, they like turn into this mushy goo, goo stuff. Yeah. It's like, where does their body go? Where's their DNA go? But yes. then they recombine themselves and they just grow whole new bodies. It's like, what about their brains? Is that the same brain that was in the caterpillar that's now in the butterfly? Yes. Do they remember being butter- caterpillars? Yes. There, there have been tests done and they, they have proven that butterflies have memories post-metamorphosis. <gasps> they, they can remember being a caterpillar based on whatever behaviors that they observed what? or whatever little training they did with them. I don't know how they proved it, but they that goo has memories in it. What the? I know. That's amazing. They're they aliens. Are so, they are. It is. It's they're like they're aliens. literally aliens. Yes. We should do a podcast about them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That just, it really is freaks amazing. me out. I like, know. So are their brains just like floating around in the goo too? Or does it all become goo? And then just magically, like, reconstitutes itself. Like, what? Have you looked at the goo closely? No. There might be a little tiny brain in there. <laughs> floating around. <laughs> little diary. <laughs> All my favorite caterpillar memories. <laughs> They're actually little microchips. <laughs> yep. That's right. Butterflies Cyber are not real. Butterflies. They're government drones, just like the birds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they work for the bourgeoisie. Yes. <laughs> uh, another weird, irrational fear that I have. Uh, I think this came from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But also there's this one episode of Code Lyoko, which was this French animated children's show. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they and I was like obsessed with it when I was a kid. And there's this one episode where the, their villain that they fight every episode somehow like turns off gravity. And these characters were like at this soccer game, and they all start floating away like off into space, like and they're like dead. And that freaked me out so much as a kid. So I developed this fear of like gravity being turned off and like oh, floating up. You are so my daughter. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I, I know, have like, the weirdest irrational fears, <laughs> and you have very weird ones yes. too. Oh, yeah. No, I know. What was that movie with George Clooney when they were in space, and he ended up just gravity? Well, it's called gravity. gravity. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that part where he's floating off, my heart started beating so I hard. I think that's an actual yeah. phobia. Yeah, people freak out about the thought floating of floating off into yes. space. Yes, yeah. So, and you know what um, triggers it for me still to this day? Really high ceilings. Interesting. Like looking up and like seeing a high ceiling. Does it I'm make your, t- that... your feet tingle? Yes. My oh body my like freaks <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't See, like See, again, are certain phobias hereditary? Yeah. I, I definitely think the propensity yeah. to uh, to have phobias and anxiety for sure. I don't know if particular phobias are. Yeah. Unless it's learned, a learned behavior oh, by witnessing true. a parent that is very yeah. fearful of something. But I don't think we had the same. I don't think you saw a lot of my phobias. <laughs> I internalized a lot. So when you were little, you probably didn't yeah. see a lot of my phobias. But just yeah. knowing that you had some very strange yes. ones too, I'm learning a lot about you today that I did not know. <laughs> you were afraid that gravity was going to turn yeah. off. That is like beyond. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, my the little kid brain was worried. No, about it, all I think time. it's a sign of intelligence oh. that you can think, <laughs> you think beyond. Uh, <laughs> 
that is this like mortal coil. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it's just like you're afraid of bugs and butterflies, yeah. and your brother is too. Yeah. And I, I wonder if he learned that from me, though. That do you think Jeff is convinced that he's he's afraid of bugs and butterflies and blah 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 because of he's growing oh. up seeing Kenzie be afraid of oh, them. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Who knows? But yeah. Yeah. Gravity being turned off is a big one. And wow. Yeah. The high ceilings still do it I for did me. Not, I did not know that. Like, I don't like it. Or especially places where, like, what's the purpose of this? But they'll put ceiling fans, like really big ceiling fans on high ceilings. Yeah. Like yeah. at Planet Fitness, they have those giant industrial sized metal fans. To keep the and, air circulating. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what if I gravity gets turned off and I get chopped up by one oh, of those things? Why? <laughs> because you saw like Willy Wonka yes. when you were little. Yes. Oh, getting when back to Willy Wonka. To, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah oh, is it too difficult they had to, to discuss? Start burping, so they would go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just burp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I exposed you to some of the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, this one, I wouldn't say so much as like a fear or phobia, but I definitely go out of my way to avoid it. Are you familiar with the phrase bread sweat? Bread sweat? No. So, you know, when you put like a piece of toast or bagel in the toaster yeah. and then you immediately take it out and while it's still warm you put it on a plate yeah. and you let it sit there for a while and then you move it you it's can got... see the condensation yeah. from the heat left over it yeah. but then if you leave it there it makes the piece of toast or bagel soggy, soggy and yeah. you gotta eat it Mm-mm. I like mm. I have to let them sit in the toaster until they're cool enough where they won't produce condensation <gasps> you could put it on a paper towel yeah on the plate it would absorb yeah. that moisture true that take care of that right there. Yeah, but then so I, I know that the paper towel that's more would be like soggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah, more of a preference. Yeah, thing. interesting. Yeah, so I don't think I let my toast sit long enough. I think <laughs> I eat it quick too quick before any of that. Yeah, I mean, any it still wants to be warm, happens. but like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my last one that I have listed for me: uh, elevators and escalators. Oh yeah, Aunt Julie. I don't like being on them. Yeah. Uh, at, at, uh, forever ago, when you both worked at the <gasps> tall building in our downtown area. That helped me get over my elevator fear. Really? Because yeah. I had to Basing ride those your elevators all day long. I hated going on them every time I went to visit you guys. Oh, But those elevators, they, they are very fast. Yes. And they're like, <laughs> they shake mm-hmm. as they go up the floors. Because of all the air pressure yeah. Yeah. pushing against I it. I hated being on those things. Yeah. Have you ever like... Ridden an elevator to like the top of the Empire State Building or anything like that? No. Well, we went to Chicago when oh, we went Willis. on those. Oh, yeah. I hated being on that thing. Did we go up in Big Willie? Yeah. Yeah. Or did we go on the John Hancock Building? I can't remember. Might have been the John Hancock Building. But they have yeah. those really fast elevators that take you to the top. Yeah. But straight. You, to but the they're top. big. So you're mm-hmm. crammed in with a bunch of people. Yeah. And I hated being in that thing. Yes. The thought of it falling. Yeah. Oh. And I, I hate the feeling of. Your stomach dropping, uh-huh. like especially oh, yeah. like roller coasters. I think that's primarily why I avoid roller coasters. Yeah. I like going on them because they're fun, but I hate the feeling of my stomach dropping. Uh-huh. That's yeah. what I hate the most about them. So like yeah. that's why I it takes me a while to like pump myself up to get yeah. to go on one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I hate I hate that feeling, so I'll, I'll avoid it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I well, like it's feeling. good if you have a phobia or a fear, and you can avoid it. That's, that's true. That's, right. that's yeah, good. but then it's yeah. also like oh. Like well, my friends are going on this fun ride, and I'm too yeah. chicken because I don't want to experience that. So right. then I'm missing out on fun. But then I'm like, I'll just go get some cotton candy and chill out here for a minute yeah. while I do that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I used to be afraid roller coasters too, and then someone forced me to go on one, and then I realized I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are fun. Yeah. Um. So. Nikki, Denise, have, what about some some that I haven't mentioned yet? Particular well, irrational fears you can think of, or I even phobias. Haven't. You know, I didn't look up any of the technical names for anything. That's okay. But I can't even say I really have a phobia. I have things that make me anxious just temporarily. Like, here's one. This is really stupid. Um, I noticed that when we would drive up to the airport, and it's about an hour drive, I would start to get so anxious because I was afraid we were going to be late. Oh, oh yeah. And I could feel my heart That's beating gonna, faster. Yeah. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I'd get cranky and let's just get there. <laughs> um, so it's kind of not a phobia, maybe more of an anxiety kind about of thing. About missing your plane. Yeah. 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 But again, I know that if I took a plane often, I would be okay. Yeah. Um, I like going to our local airport because then I don't have that anxiety. Yeah. Um, I know I'm afraid of heights, but yet I've been in situations like um, uh, in Toronto, the CN the CNN Tower. No, mm-hmm. not CNN. CN Tower, mm-hmm. where they have the glass floor that yes. you can walk on. Well, when I looked down on it, I mean, I, my heart stopped. It, I mean, it was so scary. But then as I inched forward... I wasn't as afraid. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really afraid of heights when I even see it on TV. Mm-hmm. It freaks me out. I have to even on eyes. TV. Yeah. 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 But then I can get used to it. Mm. So I can't say mine is like a hardcore phobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not afraid of any animals or, you know, mice or snakes or anything like that. Mm. I don't know. So I'm kind yeah. of like phobia free maybe. Just just a few Our anxiety came from the other side of the family. You know, it it did. (laughs) So tightly wound. (laughs) Well, and I know another one. I went through a phase because I fell down the stairs. I was scared of falling down the stairs. Oh, I Yeah. And so that lasted for a while. And now I'm I'm not as afraid of it, you know, of falling downstairs but after that one incident mm-hmm. it lasted for a while yeah where i was taking like one step at a time going down oh. the steps oh. so yeah, that was a nasty wound oh i remember that oh yeah yeah boo-boo mm-hmm. from that so nick well where do i begin i'm kidding <laughs> it all started when i was born <laughs> <laughs> um well so this one I developed as a kid and I had a few as a kid. The one, the, the water running out, never shutting <laughs> yeah. off. We talked yeah. about that a little oh, bit. Oh, that's yeah, right. That I grew off that. I grew, bleh, outgrew that one pretty quickly. But one that still sticks with me, um, I have this like fear of being caught on the highway when a tornado hits. <gasps> oh. And being where we live, this is a pretty common area for rough weather. Yeah. yeah. But when I was a kid, anytime we would take a road trip, like, even if it was just over to Barberton or Akron, if the weather got cloudy, I would get, I'd have this pit in my stomach. My mouth would be dry. <laughs> the whole time I would be like, just make it there. Just make it there. <laughs> I was afraid a tornado was going to hit and we weren't going to have anywhere to go. And we were going to be like <gasps> oh stuck God. on the road. The tornado was going to Oh my gosh. Carry the car away. I carried, that one went on for a long time. And then with the power of medication, <laughs> I realized one day, oh. We're like driving through this tornado right now, and I don't even care. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. There's some really good meds out there that can help with those <laughs> irrational being, fears. There's, there's a med for everything. <laughs> there, is, there is. Yeah. Oh, we're being thrown around by this tornado. I don't even <laughs> care. I don't even care. <laughs> you know what, though? I think I witnessed that fear one time. Um, this is, well, like 20 years ago, maybe. And I said, let's go for a really long walk. Yeah. And I said, let's walk down to. What is that Philly place? Uh, um, Philly Station. Oh, Penn Station. Penn Station. Let's walk to Penn Station and get a sandwich and walk back. And it's probably what a couple miles. Yeah. And I thought it was a challenge for the walk, and we'll have some lunch and we'll walk back. Well, we did that, and on the way back, some dark clouds started to form. Yeah. And it didn't look like it was going to rain right right away, but there were some dark clouds, and I could tell you were. Just getting real anxious. And you were walking faster and faster. (laughs) Uh And you weren't even, we couldn't even have a conversation because you were so focused focused on that. And I thought, what was that about? But now I can see if that was part of phobia that you kind of had. Yeah. Storms. Tornadoes. (laughs) (laughs) Not a big fan of, uh, I would say, bears. That, And I think that comes from seeing that gigantic stuffed black bear. Back in Pennsylvania. Oh, we oh your your and, great uncle's bear that yes. he caught in Pennsylvania. Oh yes. my God. The biggest black bear ever. I don't know. Shot, it, they, stuffed, they, they, whatever. Yeah. Supposedly it was a sick bear with a bad tooth or something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> they so, had to kill that bear. When they brought that bear over on the back of that truck, I remember the terror that I felt Aww. in my body. So I think that that fear of bears kind of came from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, like I'm always afraid <laughs> we're getting mauled by a bear. <laughs> There's no grizzlies around here, but I know I'm going to get mauled by one, you know? <laughs> um, so were you, were you worried about the bears when we were in Tennessee? Um, I did. I was a little bit. Yes. Um, like we saw that one, well, I saw that one when we were up at Anakista. Yeah. Off in the distance running around. Um, and then. If you watch videos, it, Gatlinburg is crawling with black bears. Yeah. Oh. People will post videos of them trying to go into the restaurants and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it Remember, is crazy. I, I found that one, and this was after we had left, mm -hmm. but we were walking on that same street downtown. Yes. Yeah. And it came from like a parking area, just walking right across the street, right. busy yes. street. There's cars, people right downtown everywhere. Gatlinburg. Just right through this giant bear. Yeah. yeah. That's I know. even talking about it, it makes my legs feel weak. It makes me feel like I'm about to lose my bladder. That's where I feel the fear. My legs feel weak. Wow. It's so weird. Oh, no. See, so see, weird. that's one thing. I know if I came close to a bear, I'd be scared. Yeah. I'd yeah. be scared yeah. to death. Well, yeah. If there was a snake next to me, I'd be scared. But it's nothing that I think about. It's nothing yeah. that I, yeah. you know. Yeah. You're would, not like obsessively. I don't, about yeah. It. I don't yeah. become obsessed no. with any of that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. It depends on the, yeah. Definitely depends on the situation. Um, yeah. And I think if I had a glass of wine, I'd be, I'd have had no fears. Yay, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I know that tornado fear is still, is still kind of festering in there because I will have a nightmare about a tornado probably every few weeks. Well, you know, I could. <laughs> what? I, yes. You yeah. still do. Oh, wow. I still do. You know, um, I could see where kids would be scared because, you know, a lot, our area has basements. Yeah. Most houses have basements. And if they, if they do the siren for a pending tornado. We all go to the basement. Right. And I think I've gone down there even with my grandkids over the years. And you always wonder, how is this going to affect them? You know, I try to go, oh, okay, let's mm -hmm. go down to the basement. But I wonder if you were scared and said, we got to get down to the basement. There's a tornado coming. If that would instill fear in that child for a long time. Yeah, yeah. that might have a traumatic mm -hmm. response yeah. to that. Yeah, yes. I, I suppose some fears are from a traumatic experience yeah yeah absolutely ptsd post-traumatic oh, stress absolutely yeah. yeah um yeah i can think of many times having to go down to the basement because of a tornado and scary yeah it's not so bad now but no it's still it would it, like if we're home and like the sirens go off i don't get really get nervous or scared i still do get nervous when we're driving on the highway especially in a part of an area we don't know like we drove down to florida last year we were driving through, I think, Alabama, and there was a terrible storm that we just like missed the edge of, and it had it spawned a few tornadoes. Oh, and I remember yeah, reading yeah. about it the next day, and I was like, "Oh my god, we were so lucky that we missed that." It was, yeah, it was like tornadoes terribly down there, you know, lots of yeah. tornadoes. So yeah, that's still there. That one's still there. Luckily, up here we're kind of situated where they either go north or south of us yeah mm -hmm. i feel like yeah. it's been a long time since in our area specifically where we've had like touchdowns or they've done right, right. significant damage i mean we get storms pretty bad still mm -hmm. but yeah luckily the tornadoes don't seem to favor us yeah which i really like situated same yeah. with the snow the snow always yeah the heavy heavy snow true. always misses us too it's like we're perfectly located on the lake you know yeah. it just makes it sweet spot yeah <laughs> Well, to to wrap things up, I found this uh, list of common and silly childhood fears and phobias, which I feel like we can all kind of relate to. I'm sure we've experienced at one point or another that this link would work. This is from BuzzFeed. 20 things that absolutely terrify millennial children that are actually completely harmless. <laughs> I can relate to this one. Um, this tweet reads, so did anyone else go through a phase as a kid where you were genuinely concerned about the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> Six-year-old me was like, bro, why are we not solving this problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I, yeah, like I, as a kid, I was really concerned about the Bermuda Triangle. And there's this book in the library that I would get like every week. <laughs> and it was, it talked about like aliens and like, uh, planes disappearing and i'm like sweet oh, what's in there <laughs> why why don't they come back <laughs> uh this next one is did anyone else believe as a kid that they'd go to a prison or get arrested if they ripped the tag off of a pillow or mattress <laughs> <laughs> 
Can't relate, but all all those uh, warning labels do make it seem like a federal offense if you get rid of those yeah. things. <laughs> Did anyone else genuinely believe as a kid that if you swallowed a watermelon seed, you'd grow one <laughs> in your stomach? <laughs> or like uh, swallowing gum and it being It'll stuck stay there, in there for, for seven years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not how your digestion works. No. <laughs> Oh, I like this one. Did anyone else think as a kid that quicksand was going to be a much more of a prevalent issue? Oh, yeah, exactly. That, I think yeah. all kids, even our generations. <laughs> yeah. It's because all the movies had quicksand. Yeah. In it, yeah. Like. And, and yeah, growing up during the Indiana Jones era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, that's probably something we'd see on cartoons a lot. Oh, yeah. Like Warner Brothers. There's always quicksand everywhere. Pitfall. That, that <laughs> game we played. Pitfall, pits full of snakes and alligators. Oh, what? <laughs> well, it, was a, it was a great Atari game. It was called Pitfall. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> why did my mama make me think it was illegal to turn a light on in a car while you were driving throughout my whole childhood? <laughs> <laughs> Good one, mom. You're like, I can't see. Turn it on. Yeah. <laughs> All hell breaks loose. <laughs> turn the light on. <laughs> When you turn off the basement lights and run upstairs before the demon catches you. I definitely experienced that. Yeah, <laughs> I did that as I a kid so all afraid. the time. Uh, <laughs> I was really concerned about meteors when I was younger. I thought they'd be a bigger problem than they turned out to be. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I just forgot my biggest phobia of all. For a long time, I thought I was going to get possessed. Remember, we had a whole <laughs> yes, show about yes. that. <laughs> True. That's, there's probably yeah. a very scientific name for that too. <laughs> Didn't you also have a fear of going to school and not being able to open your locker? The, the, yes, I had that the too. Lock. Oh my god! I still. I, this, <laughs> this is a sign of like clear neuroses. <laughs> I once a week. I'm not even exaggerating. I have a dream, and it seems so real that I've gone an entire semester of college. And I didn't turn in a huge project and it's the last day. And <gasps> my turning in this project hinges on my graduation. Oh my I God. I have those dreams all the oh, time. Damn. Or I'm in high school and I forget my schedule. So I can never remember what class I'm supposed to yes, go to next. I have that dream. I have those dreams a lot. You still I, do. My hard Dang. wiring is really fried <laughs> yeah. or afraid or something. I don't know. Yeah. See, oh. I, I definitely felt like the locker one. In high school, we could carry our backpacks, and I would just stuff everything in there and carry it all around. I don't think many of us ended up even using our lockers, yeah. but I remember when I was a freshman, I used it for like maybe the first couple of weeks of school, but then I realized I just wasn't really putting anything in there. Mm -hmm. But my locker was situated in probably the busiest hallway in between classes, and I I mean, I went to a big school. There's mm -hmm. 2,000 kids. So at, at every class change, there'd be so many of us crammed into the hallways and you only oh, have a certain amount of time yes. to get to your next class. It's a big school. And your other class is like, seriously, a half a mile away. Yeah. yeah. So big that stupid <laughs> yeah. school. The is other like, end of the school. <laughs> yeah, I had that. I had one class at one end and then in the annex building. I mean, it has another name, but essentially yeah. that's what it was. It was all on the other side of campus and mm -hmm. I had to like run just to get there in time. Um, but... I remember I turned to get to my locker and there's this whole force of kids coming and, you know, they're all like got their heads down and their phones or whatever. They're talking to their buddies and this tall kid just like rammed into the side of me. Aww. So I was so afraid of that happening again. Aww. I just stopped using my locker and I never <laughs> used it again. <laughs> like a little salmon swimming up. Yeah. yeah, that's what it felt like. It was the worst. So, yeah, I tried. I definitely avoided that. Did anyone else think as a kid skunks would be much more of a pressing issue? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you get sprayed by a skunk, yes. you're going to have to take a bath for two weeks straight or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> why, why does the smell linger so strongly? Oh. Like, what's in the chemicals that... I don't know. Like, oh, it's, it's so pungent. So yeah. It is awful. Very densely packed Ooh. molecules of stank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> This one. Uh, this will be the last one. Did anyone else think spontaneous human combustion would be more of an issue when they were <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I know what's oh, going to happen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. These days it's going to happen. If I think about it, I'll just catch on fire. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that has been a look into our <laughs> deep 
anxiety-ridden minds. <laughs> oh, here's a little trivia for you. Hmm. Do you know what part of the brain um, where our fear stems from, where it's regulated? And our irrational fears and anxiety, where it comes from? Uh, the amygdala. That, yeah, it's very oh. good. Wow, I, or I hear people call it amygdala. So potato, <laughs> potato, whatever you like. I think amygdala sounds <laughs> the better. The amygdala? amygdala sounds weird. The, yeah. The Padme amygdala? Yeah. So you could, I could say, <laughs> yeah. you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> oh, oh, gross. <laughs> It's that? Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> so your amygdala is yeah. very overactive. <laughs> Curse you. Yeah. Screw that. Right. What, like, why? What's, why do our brains do this to us? It's, it's, uh, uh, it's a mystery. It all comes down to your yeah. neurotransmitters and boo boo, boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> well so yeah that's uh that's it for this episode thanks so much for listening uh hopefully we didn't like weird anybody out too much or, or trigger any panic attacks yeah hope we don't think we're too crazy i, I think it's <laughs> just the right thing if if we heard from our audience on their fears yeah yeah, yeah, yeah if you've got weird yeah. fears you think how Email. many people know a very specific one? Let us know because I don't know. It's kind of cool learning about this stuff. It is. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye bye now. <laughs>